to Aha Africa, where we share small stories with big heart. The theme of this month's podcast is Care in Crisis, where we talk to people across South Africa who are working tirelessly during the pandemic to help alleviate suffering and hunger, and we will hear stories that uplift and inspire. Welcome to Aha Africa, everyone. Brenda Goldswain is a volunteer who's working tirelessly within the Lakeside Can Group during this COVID-19 pandemic. Prior to the lockdown, she was part of a neighborhood volunteer watch group serving the local community. But since the crisis and resulting lockdown, is now part of a group of volunteers feeding the hungry and vulnerable within the poorer communities of the Western Cape. These volunteer feeding schemes have been absolute lifelines for these communities during the lockdown period. And today we hear more from Brenda, what life in these communities looks like at this time. So welcome, Brenda. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing to chat with me today, despite your current lack of sleep and very demanding schedule. So as we know, South Africa is the first country in the world to go into early lockdown during this COVID-19 pandemic. And as a result of this, many in our poorer communities have found themselves overnight without work and food. How did the Lakeside CAN group form and how did you get to be a part of it? I think we became part of the Lakeside CAN network um, purely because early in the lockdown we became involved with assisting with um, the homeless people which um, needed to be cared for and I think my name got around and somehow on the 2nd of April I landed up on a group called the Lakeside CAN group. That's how I think it all happened and it just rolled on from there. Okay, so that was different to what I thought you were going to say. I thought that it was from a group that was formed and was, uh, you know, requests were sent out for people to join, but it looks like they found you and good for them for finding you. Because I know in any crisis that the most important thing is obviously the resources that we have for that crisis, but it's also to be able to gain an accurate understanding of the scale of the problem that one is facing. So perhaps you can share with me, Brenda, how you as a group were able to grasp quickly the needs in the early stages of the pandemic in order to determine how as a group you could then support. As a brand new group, all in lockdown and many people not having met each other, we had to collaborate online via WhatsApp and quickly put a, a team together, not understanding everybody's skills or what they would bring to the table. But we very, very quickly grouped and there was a great collaboration. And we realized um, at the early stage of the Lakeside Can being formed that the greater need was not within our own lakeside community, but it was out there, which was over the lake in Lakeside was where the greater need was. And we then decided to concentrate our efforts on assisting on feeding more people than concentrating it on just simple food parcels. Right, that's very interesting. So we've seen on our local news that the need of feeding schemes within these communities has been significant. 
Has the Lakeside CAN group been working together with other feed-in groups in the communities to maximize on resources and just make sure that as many people are reached as possible? In the very early stages of the Lakeside CAN starting up, we realized very quickly that the need was not as great within our own immediate community. Okay. And that the need was actually, as we are called Lakeside, across the lake. And it was within, within our reach to start reaching out to the communities. And so we connected with some leaders in the communities. And we decided to start doing bulk deliveries to them because their kitchens, what they call their soup kitchens or their feeding stations, just started growing from 14 to the current number is 30. And a big thing that struck us on our first visit to make our first food delivery was the fairness in how absolutely everybody from every feeding station was treated. And nobody was ever given one tomato more than the next person. Everybody was brought together in a courtyard and they had chairs set out and everything was equally shared. And so we realized that we were actually giving into a very fair collaborative community. And what struck us was because the need that has arisen from COVID, that we had a common need, yes. everybody started having a common goal. And so Lakeside um, CAN has actually started diversifying and supporting even neighboring communities that are in greater need. Sure, that's incredible. So, you know, when you said 30, I just want to check, you mean 30 kitchens? 30 kitchens. Some of them are feeding breakfast, lunch and dinner. Yes. Some of them will only manage to do lunch and dinner. Some will only feed dinners. Um, and it depends on their capacity yes. because I have on the groups that I've been on with these communities have seen people say, I only have 150 litre pot and therefore I need to cook, decant yes. into the bucket Yes. so that we can start serving and then I've got to start cooking all over again and decant. So it often is the capacity of the gas stoves available to them, the containers for them to, to cook in, the, the uh, size of the table they've got available to chop yes. all the, the ingredients. Yes. And so each station obviously just tries to deal the best they can with their capacity. That is incredible. Uh, you know, when I'm listening to you, Brenda, it's really hard for me sitting away from all of this to gauge the scale of the situation. And, you know, whilst the majority of us have been affected financially because of the pandemic, many of us are still blessed to be able to feed our families and know that we have enough food for some time to come. Just tell me, how has this experience affected you personally from what you have witnessed? There, there are a number of things I've witnessed, but um, maybe I should just focus on the most important ones. Um, what I have witnessed has brought many tears from joy to a deep ache of what's happening in the communities. What I have been as seen is that there is a, in their diversity, there's been a coming together. 
and yes. they have got common goals and common solutions and their common solution is they need to feed the the the, uh, the sense of equal sharing and the sense of we are all one community um has really really struck me in and the healing that it's brought in everybody having there's a common problem and there's a common solution and we'll all stand together yeah i actually get goosebumps when i hear that because um i know that when i've chatted to you previously was that you said that there is healing in the feeding and that really struck me it's a really great element that i saw on the the feeding scheme WhatsApp chat groups coming through where okay. people were commenting and saying, today we saw mothers pushing their children to the front of the queue so that the children, the child would receive a bowl of first and the mother would join the back of the queue. And she didn't mind if she didn't get food, if it did run out. And, oh. and that, that was heart-wrenching when I oh. read that um, comment the one day. I, just want to actually, I actually just want to sit with that thought for one minute. So just to recap, you're telling me that mothers are putting their children in front of the food queue and taking themselves to the back to ensure that their children get a meal that day in case the food runs out and, and they don't. Correct. Correct. These are the comments we've had from the kitchens we get, who give their feedback on the groups every day. So, you um, know, I think it's, it's just really important to just stop and reflect on that point. I think of everything that you've actually said today, um, I think any mother and father, any parent, you know, anybody with any level of compassion I think will be incredibly moved by that sharing. That just that understanding makes me so grateful that you've come to share the story with us today. Because I think that um, again, it's not something that people sitting within the comforts of their home can necessarily understand. But for me personally, that's a very visual example, and to just really stop and take stock of what that image actually means it really to me conscious up the entire crisis that we we're talking about today and you know i personally was moved to donate to your feeding scheme and i did this once i started to see the updates the photographs and the videos that were posted on the social media platforms to be able to see people being fed, to be able to see that the donations were being put to the hungry, just moved me profoundly. And really being able to feed another family while feeding my own family is probably one of the things that is making the most sense to me during this unpredictable and uncertain time. So early in the lockdown, several people were quoted to say, you're only as healthy as the poorest person in your community. That was an aha moment for me. That literally changed my mindset, Brenda, because it really around the whole topic of giving, I really got to understand the role that each of us can play in uplifting and helping those that are less fortunate than ourselves within our community, as well as within other communities. And I think it's just remarkable that your group amongst many other groups 
you know you said 30 feed-in kitchens it's just staggering that there's the need for that amount of kitchens um, and it's just what your group and these other groups have been able to achieve during such trying times and and also with all the restraints of lockdown so I really just want to thank you personally for coming and sharing your story with us today and even having the time to take yourself out of this time of pandemic and just really make time for this interview. So um, for anyone listening and wanting to know how can they help, be it from locally or abroad, can you just share with me how can people help, what they can donate, what is the need right now? The need is money because okay. money Food. And if I can leave the, the listeners with a thought, we all used to catching an Uber ride. We all used to Uber Eats. And a new thing that has birthed in these communities is Uber Feet. It, this is the youth and young people have come out and said, hold on. There are elderly and there are disabled who cannot get to queue in the, for the food. And they, these young people have come out and said, we will come and collect food. Yes. And they call themselves now the Uber Feet. <laughs> to the elderly, to the disabled. So nobody yes. goes hungry. Everybody gets a meal. And this has been the ethos. That is fantastic. And remember, we, we wait in. You need to tell us, how can we donate? Um, for anybody who would like to donate to our fund in assisting our needy during this COVID-19 lockdown period, yes. you can go to our website, which is www.lakecw.co.za. Okay. Our email address is info at lakecw.co.za. Should okay. you have any questions or queries regarding donations. Okay. Our account audited and it is a registered public benefit organization. Therefore, all funds are controlled. Perfect. And then for people overseas, they're going to need a SWIFT code. Can you just give us that, please? Okay, the SWIFT code doesn't appear on our website. My apologies. So I will give it to you. Okay. It's F for Foxtrot, I for India, R for Romeo. Yes. Z-A-J-J. Okay, sorry, Brenda, you just cut out slightly there. I'm just going to reiterate. It's F-I-R-N-Z-A-J-J. Correct. That's correct, Vivian. Okay, and then just to remember to use COVID-19 so that every penny you donate will be put towards the feed-in scheme. And if anyone is having problems donating or just wanting to find out more, then email on info at lakecw.co.za. So thank you, Brenda. I really wish you great strength in this work for the months ahead. And thank you so much for giving us a glimpse into feeding on the front line of the pandemic. I really hope that we can chat again soon. It's a pleasure, Vivian, and it is an honor to serve our community. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brenda. Thanks for joining the AHA Africa studio today. 
If you want to find out any more about us or our podcasts, please go to ahaafrica.com. See you next time.